Dark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are... No, wait. No. No. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We finally... Even you did we, it. We finally... <laughs> we, finally <laughs> we, we finally got rid of Cole. We don't, we don't need to go and keep doing this. We can be better than this. We can be more professional. We can be Zeo. What? You're crazy. We can be Zeo, a soccer arrangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, movies, and nerddom in general. Ooh. I need the movies in there. Like Thank that. you for joining us, everybody. I am Robert. I'm your Red Ranger. And I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. Hello. Good day to you all. Yes, and, and our continued attempts to go and bring you guys more entertainment, uh, we are sad to go and say that uh, we haven't heard from him in a while, so we believe that we have lost Cole. Um, recently, he's dead in a ditch somewhere. Not sure where. Uh, could be in a snowbank, for all I know. I'm not sure what the weather's been like uh, up in... Uh, oh, oh, it's going to be a snowbank somewhere. Yeah, okay, so he's probably in There ain't a ditch right now that doesn't have a snowbank in it if you get my drift. My snow drift? Oh, God. I'm laughing so hard right now. That was literally <laughs> the worst. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. So. 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 That's what we do here. We sew. Uh, because we like costumes and we like to sew. So. I just watched Justice League yesterday. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, uh, we do have to go and say we are holding a live audition. Uh, it's going to be coming up here a week from Thursday, uh, because that's going to be the American Thanksgiving, and it's our normal recording day, so we're going to be taking a week off. Then we're going to be coming back with a live audition for Cole's replacement, because we really do need a third for our little troop here, I think. Uh, that, that sounds fair, wouldn't you say, Tyler? I do, I do. We need, uh, you and I talk about many things, but we do need that one guy, the, uh, sort of, to riff off of, if you will. Yes, yes. The, uh, the, it, it's much stronger as a triangle. Triangles are a much stronger shape. Exactly, exactly. You, you, yeah, no, yeah, no, you can't yeah. just go and have a plate, you know, it's, it's gotta be a triforce, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's no good if you just have Lincoln Zelda. You need, you need that Ganondorf there for everybody else to go and riff yeah. off of and hate. Yeah. You gotta have the bad guy to appreciate the good guy. Exactly, guys. exactly. So, uh, yes, live audition coming up next Thursday, uh, or a week from Thursday. Uh, go and hit us up. Actually, I guess that is next Thursday, too, isn't it? Huh. Kind of a weird thing to think about. Anyway, uh, yes, so uh, live auditions a week from Thursday. If you are interested, hit us up. Uh, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, yes, so you saw Justice League. Let's talk about that. I did. I have some things to say, and I suspect that you and I are going to be on some different pages with a couple of things. Really? Really? I, really? I think a few things. I think we're going to go and agree on the large scale, but okay. I think that we're going to go and disagree on a couple of things. So let's try to keep this spoiler free, and we'll go into spoilers a little later. Intriguing. Intriguing. Yes. So, the first thing that I keep saying Fire Zack is... Snyder. It was better than I thought it was going to be. No, I'm I'm actually with you because I went in with zero expectations on this. Like you guys heard on how much yeah. I liked Wonder Woman, but I also had to make and the I, point of all the reasons why I liked Wonder Woman, and it was everything that Batman v Superman, everything that Suicide Squad, and ninety percent of what Man of Steel were not. It was mm-hmm. just a different kind of movie. It, I don't know, I, I came to a realization watching the first 20 minutes of the movie, which is the most Zack Snyder part of the movie, and that part was horrible. <laughs> but the rest of the movie as a whole, I'm looking back on it, I'm like, 
I was entertained. Yeah, I <laughs> kind of get to what you mean. Yeah, like there were well, it was uh, there were a whole lot more <clears throat> witty banter. It was funnier than I than I originally thought it would be. Yeah, and like it, they did the nice thing where they were like they took multiple characters with sort of clashing opinions and then when they butted heads it made it comical comical humorous entertaining yeah and like that's that's kind of why why you watch these types of shows like these movies were like what if this ca- what if this character and what if this character met and started talking how would that dynamic happen so it's yeah the dynamic between all the characters were just Fun. Well, and that's just fun. That's the part about it that kind of blew my mind, because as a whole, the story is. And Mark, what the hell was that? I, f- I feel a disturbance in the force. Ugh, there's something wrong in the void. We just had void lightning. Wrong in the void. We just had void lightning. There we go. Ah, there it is again. Hi guys. Ah! Uh, I thought he was dead. Uh, I thought he was dead in a snowdrift somewhere. Tyler, you lied to me. I assumed he was. It's just, it's just, it happens so often. He dies in a snowdrift? It's like, like, just, it's, it's like those, kind of like those horror movies where you think it's dead and then it just, just comes back for another time. <sighs> well, hi, Cole. Welcome back. For anybody who missed it and might have forgotten about him, hey, look, it's Cole. He's the Green Ranger. There he is. Well, then. This has been a very unfortunate turn of events, I guess. <laughs> well, Cole, we were just talking about uh, uh, Justice League. What did you think when you went and watched it? I haven't seen it yet. Yet? Take a drink. Yes. I... How about, did you, did you watch Wonder Woman? Nope. Take a drink. Did you watch Batman vs. Superman? Fuck no. I'm not going to tell him to take a drink on that one. <laughs> you you kind of have to, you kind of have to see it to understand this movie. <laughs> like I guess it's kind of you kind of don't, but you kind of yeah, do. Yeah, no, it's um. Yes, yeah, going back to the review portion here, and Cole, feel free to go and chime in and ask questions. We'll we'll keep it spoiler free. For oh yeah, now, sure. But um, did you watch Man of Steel, Cole? No. Take a drink. I haven't. Wa- I haven't watched a lot of DC stuff, actually. You mean you haven't watched any of it? None of it. You've watched none of it. I've watched some DC stuff. None of the none DC of, universe yeah, none stuff. Of the DC extended universe. Well, yeah, I suppose, but uh, we haven't even said whether or not we think that this was a good movie, a bad movie, or anything like that yet. But I find myself in kind of a weird situation because at the end of it, I was thinking to myself, you really could. We are still talking Justice yes, League, right? Yes, we are still yes. talking Justice okay, League. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, checking. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. But, uh, yeah. So, while watching it, I was thinking to myself, and especially after it was over, you almost could walk into this movie without seeing the other films and be able to get just about as much out of it. You know, there were some references that were missed and definitely, you know, Superman being dead. You know, that's a, ooh, that's a big one. But even mm-hmm. the way that the whole... Spoiler for yeah. <laughs> Batman v Superman. I'm not even going to go into a spoiler alert on that one. It's just... Everybody saw that damn movie. <laughs> it made way more money than it yeah. should have. Everybody saw it. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it a second time, but everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, Except definitely. Except for Cole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. like, it, it was entertaining. Like, I... Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, that, and, like, I would suggest something. to go see it. Yeah. Like, you're going to watch it, and you're going to be entertained, and you're going to come out of your own... I like those characters. Yeah. I enjoyed those characters. I would see other movies with these well, characters. And that them. was the thing that got me. So, I did something kind of weird before this, because... Obviously, I knew at some point we were going to end up talking about this. Wasn't sure if it was this week or if it was going to be next week. But uh, this morning, before I went to the theater, I went and watched the original Avengers back. Because there's always going to be that comparison now. Does it match up? Does it have these elements in there? And you guys have heard my opinions on Avengers. Like, it's a good movie, but it's not a great one because it has some problems. Oh, yeah. And also, but at the same time, I could also see the fact that it's also... I was going to say that it's mostly Marvel versus DC as well. That also t- b- role, plays a role in there well, as well because it's a completely different production company. Well, that's just it. And, I mean, that's that's on what people are going to be going and looking for at this point because you're going to go and have the DC fanboys that are going to see this, and you're probably going to get a lot of the Marvel fans that are more casual that are going to go and see this. And just, There's going to be some interesting comparison between the two of them, and I thought I should go into this as well-prepared as possible. So I watched back the original Avengers, and it is a fun movie, but it also has a lot of flaws. And while I'll give Avengers credit for being a more technical film, it definitely landed more criteria than what Justice League did. I also find myself in a really weird situation where some of the things that I most criticized about Avengers are the things I would most applaud about Justice League. It's... It's a very weird experience for me where I'm watching this and I'm just like... I'm intrigued by what you mean by that. One of them, I hate to say, is what you just said. I like these characters. I would watch movies with these characters. The individual Marvel films do a great job of setting up the characters and making them likable and relatable. But in the original Avengers, there's such a tonal shift. And this also carries on into Age of Ultron as well, where... And I don't know if this is a Joss Whedon issue or if this is uh, the guys that were going and penning the script and trying to go and find ways of going and making all these characters work together. They did not capture the essence of the individual characters well in the Avengers movies. Oh, I can't, uh, you, you, yeah, you get where um, I'm coming from. Because like Captain America is too clean. He doesn't have any emotional well, he's depth. supposed well, to be. Yeah, I know, but he has no emotional depth in that, and that's something they did really well in both the first Avenger and, you know, going in before Avengers 2, uh, also in uh, The Winter Soldier. They gave him good emotional depth, and yes, while he is, you know, the squeaky clean character, he has more to him than just that. And that was, like, the joke in Avengers, and especially the big joke in Age of Ultron. There wasn't yeah. anything more to him. There wasn't... I hate to say anything beyond that to like. He was just a very shallow character in there. Tony Stark. Hold on, I missed who. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about Captain yes, America? Yes, we're talking about Captain yes. America. <laughs> who else? Okay, who I'm, else I'm sorry. I, come, I just. I, I, <laughs> I, I know. I realized that. I just missed. I just missed like the which one we were talking about there for a half second there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so but he's like the he's the Superman because Superman is exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. They, yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
each every superhero group I've noticed is essentially built after the original Justice League. It's the, just the way I've seen it personally. Uh, okay. okay. Anyways, let him yeah. finish, Cole. So yeah, in the Avengers movies, you know, good example here: uh, Thor Ragnarok, Hulk's character finally fleshed out. Well, we go and see the struggle for Bruce Banner. We yeah. go and see the struggle for the yeah. Hulk. Avengers movies. Is there a character more wasted than the Hulk? I mean that seriously. What he becomes. He, what is he used for? To go and rip up the helicarrier so that he can't hurt, so that that can't participate in the big battle in New York, and to go and you know have a big city destroying sequence that goes and sets things up for him going and disappearing off to maybe never be seen again because nobody's really sure what the hell they're doing with Mark Ruffalo and all that stuff uh, in yeah, Avengers he, Age of Ultron. He, they made the character- he does become kind of plot points quite yeah. a bit where it's like action plot points uh where what the hell what do you what do you call those uh plot hooks plot de- where they're like a thing that plot device has to happen and, <laughs> i oh, can't I remember what, how did hulk, how did the exactly hulkbuster right. actually like how did he they actually stop hulk i can never remember he, they knocked him out basically <laughs> it was literally yeah. like forced not like a, a, a lot of blows to the head yes okay yeah, yeah. no, um, that's no it, it's how, I want I want to describe them differently than a plot device because they're like I want to call them more I think plot hook is the more correct term because it is like a here's an action scene with this character and that's like all they're kind of good for mm-hmm. and then it just like gets you from point A to point B it's sort of like a plot device but normally plot devices are God that normally it's know. some sort of a compelling moment in the script or some sort of MacGuffin uh, in the movie yeah hey, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's a major problem with the Avengers is that the characters are so dumbed down to the most basic points of their personality that they're not able to really be characters. You know, it's something that I think would work for a Saturday morning TV show, but doesn't work so well for a franchise that's been so well defined on the characters and their personalities and the depth behind them. Because their individual movies have been great, but up until Civil War, I can't say that we had any great character moments in an ensemble film. And even then, I think there were some problems with it. So not bagging on the Avengers, but definitely a problem they had. In the case of this one, we got a pretty short, but pretty solid introduction to the characters that we didn't really know all that well. Aquaman, they did something really interesting going and showing this compassionate character and later on going and delving into why he's not in Atlantis at the beginning of the film. You know, not fully delved into, but it's like, ooh, okay, this this guy's interesting. He's got more going on I here. was wondering yeah. that. Maybe well, maybe that's kind of the point a little bit. Oh, I think that's exactly where... what they're going for because it sets up really good for their own individual movies down the road. Uh, yeah, but so it is like was... a taster on them. It's like this is what I the was characters kind of yeah. Kinda like. Yeah. Because I was wondering, because they never, like, all of the pre-roll stuff that they've done, they're released so far, they've never really, like, okay, he's in a fishing village. That's literally the only thing that I, okay, this is coming from a perspective of not having seen the yeah, film. Yeah, no, no, this, yeah. And this the only is, thing how, that, like, I was like, are they going a, to be... That's a good thing, because that means the trailer didn't give a bunch of stuff away like they always yeah, cause, do. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, oh, he's in a fishing village. That's weird. Okay, is Atlantis like is, is that, out in the water? Is like, weird? 
Is like the no, okay, well, being in no, a okay. fishing village weird? No, 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 no. The part that he's that he's living in a fishing village is what what threw me off. Was he living uh, in a fishing village? It, I thought from what I from what I heard, and he's there enough that he's a considered a resident almost. Mm. Um, I, I'll go and say yeah, I could I could yeah. understand how somebody would interpret that from the trailer. Like I'll I'll from yeah. the trailer. This is this is just from the trailer that I'm going from. Yeah, yeah. But like that's the thing. It's just the trailer. It's yeah. it's a good exactly. thing that the trailer is not really giving it away. Exactly. Like, and, and how many times yeah. does that happen where you watch a trailer and it goes, oh, that was a big scene that was kind of in the movie. I want to talk about the trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. They edited part of it. Yeah. Like, because I remember in the trailer. Yes, they edited it because that's how they put it together. <laughs> no, I'm just the, uh, No, no, this is like they fully <laughs> no, I changed the backdrop of a scene yeah. so you thought when it happened was not when it yeah, happened. No, we, we talked oh, they, which is, they green screened it? Oh, well, did we talk about that? We, we did talk. We talked about that. Because, yeah, it's like we thought that it had a different progression and then, oh, wait. That's not the way. And that was, I was impressed by yeah, that. Because no, I was like, I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought it was going to be, because like the, the scene in the trailer is like in an urban society. And in here it's like they're in a field. And the scene happens. I'm like, wait a second. That was, that was the scene, but different. That was not, that's not when it was supposed yeah, to happen. No, it's, it oh. was really cool. Because yeah, for a lot of people that don't know this, and I think I talked about this last week, but I might have skimmed over it. Uh, the trailers are no longer done by the studios themselves. There's actual trailer houses that are given sections of video and are oftentimes allowed to go and see the overarching script of the movie. And they actually... It must be raw footage then because the, cause it may, would make sense that they would... Tra- like, if from what urban environment slash field... Yeah. I'm assuming that that because I know for I know that a lot of it was done on green screen. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, and on a mo and on a on, and on a mocap sc- like all of Mark Mark Ruffalo's Hulk stuff was done on mocap. Yeah. like that's been like that for for years, but it just wouldn't it makes <laughs> sense <laughs> opposed to practical, right? Yeah, yeah well, let's be you honest, know what Luke I mean. Ferrigno can well, only do so much these days. Yeah, ha, ha, he did ha, the voice funny. for yeah, Hulk finally when he was. <laughs> So, like, Lou Ferrigno was doing the voice in the first Avenger movies because it was just grunts and stuff. But now that actual Hulk had lines, yeah. it's it's uh, Mark Ruffalo who voiced him. Mm-hmm. So, Lou but what I was what, getting work. Well, what I meant by that yeah. is that, like, a lot of the physical actions were all done on green, were all done in mocap, where... Green screen. Whenever, whenever, well, and, and every other time, he, they had him in, in what he calls a... What did he call it? A man canceling suit, and, and put on, and and then put with everybody else. Yeah, is how he put. Yeah, that's how he was always. That's how he described it. Yeah, no. And now, um, and, and although one of the funny politi- interview, if we want to be politically th- correct, we should start calling them performance capturing suits. Well, he called it a he he personally called it a man canceling suit. So man canceling <laughs> suit. But I'm talking yeah, about that's what, motion capture versus performance capture. Yeah, I'm gonna get all pretentious here. No, he wasn't even. It didn't even have any of the the balls out. on there. He was just he he was wearing it so that he wouldn't be. See, they could cut him out easy. That was literally why he was wearing the damn thing. Oh yeah, as a substitute. That's what uh Peter Gunn's brother did for Rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's essentially what he what he was doing for this whole thing is that he well, when he was Hulk in no, on on normal on the normal set, he was in, the, in his green suit. Yeah. So yeah, but no um. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, God damn it. 
Oh, one of my favorite interviews, I have to admit, for that. What was that? Nothing. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. (laughs) Sorry. 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 I just remember one of the interviews that he was talking about how uh, one of the fight scenes that is you can see in the trailers when he when Thor gets picked up by uh, by Hulk in the arena and essentially thrown around. uh, They had a little plastic doll, like rubber doll type thing. That was exact like the, the comparison from normal human height to Thor height. If it wa- if Mark Ruffalo was actually the height of of the Hulk, and apparently they spent six hours throwing that thing around and beating the shit out of it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know if you actually saw sorry, the movie, just, you I, know exactly how funny that scene was. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh god, yes. it's one of the funniest yeah. scenes in the movie. <laughs> Okay. For all the wrong I just wanted that's I the bite. No. Oh, come Wait. on. Mm. Come on. The low key moment. God, I know. It's I know. Like, you, I know. You know that is one of it's the good. scenes of the movie. It is up there. <laughs> it is one of the, that's why, I just that's I why never want to say of. one of. Okay, one of. Yeah. One of. That's, yeah, that's not the that's funniest, weird. but one of the funniest. God, cuz I can't I don't think I could say which one's the funniest. Yeah, no, they that one, that one But there are scenes that are up there that are like those are in the top. Yeah. Chunk yeah, that, that movie was that, a no, legit that was, action comedy. That was, that a, was a legit action yeah. comedy. Not the way it's normally like defined. Comedy action. It's just, yeah, it's a comedy action. You're right, you're right. Let's go give a top billing here. It was a comedy first yeah. and an action movie second. What was your guys' opinions on the haircut? Uh, I I know you guys probably wouldn't care, but apparently a lot of people, especially comic book fans, really care about that haircut. I... I I know a lot of women that cared about that haircut, but <laughs> what do you what do you what do you guys care about the gender? Like, come on, <laughs> things change, people change. Yeah. Oh yeah, whatever. But that's the but I'm just, the reason I mentioned that is because that's another thing that I kind of find funny because uh, we were talking about Kevin Smith earlier in an okay, interview that sorry that Chris Hemsworth actually said is that one of the reasons why he did it. Was was a po- was a podcast that Kevin Smith did that he was that he that they had made the hypothesis and the talk and had talked about such things and about changing and how it's become kind of stagnant and stuff like that. So that's why one of the reasons why they did it. Have you gone back and watched the original Thor movie? Not in a while. I made that mistake. His his hair looks way faker back then. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So weird. And like it just doesn't look real. Yeah, I. But then that that whole movie was that movie was a dumpster fire. I'm sorry. It's it it's still the worst Marvel movie. I don't know. <laughs> Thor two wasn't any better. Thor two was Thor two was also better. Oh, <laughs> but least, it was at just at least that one it had was less just Natalie like, Portman in it. I know it had more Cat Dennings, but it had it had less Natalie Portman. That was that was a good thing. Yeah, and I, I love know. Natalie this Portman. Is... I just hated her as jane foster that was isn't horrible. that isn't that weird where the thor movies can be both the best and the worst ones so far yeah no that is a very interesting uh, <laughs> thing altogether isn't it uh yeah anyways justice yes League. yes going, um, going back to yeah that, i yeah i like i like see now here's another thing is like aquaman I like what they did with Aquaman because that was going to be one of the biggest staples that would would have been a problem mm-hmm. Because of how Aquaman has always been the sort of uh, 
considered uh, the dumb the dumb hero, not well, the dumb hero. The Hanna Barbera ruined him, you know, with the Super Friends in particular. That's what everybody That's thinks fair. of for Aquaman. And though I will say, definitely not the most capable superhero. We've seen him. Well, he in gets up- a lot of flack. Yeah, he, he definitely does. Well, technically, he lot- he's. He's supposed to be as strong as Superman, isn't he? Not as strong as Superman, but he's one of the strongest in there. Because think about it. If you could swim at 60 miles per hour, how strong are your arms and legs? Well, that's that's the theory behind his super strength is that he's from deep down in the water where, like, the pressure has been always on him. So he's just had to be strong to move around the way he does. So when he... The same concept with Superman is that on his own planet, he's normal Wait, human. Wait, what? But when Hold on a second. Here, why isn't that like whenever I hear I, I've never considered Aquaman to have super strength? Yeah, no, because no one actually knows anything about him. They just you think of the 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 he gets flat. He talks for the to fish. Yeah. yeah, talk to fish. The character That's is pretty, well, actually, it's the water that does the talking. What? <laughs> Don't ask. I'm assuming that's a joke. For, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's a joke. From the movie. But they still they poked fun. Yeah. There was there's good jokes. No, in there. there there definitely was, and they showed him off. When I think of this is really weird because I'll admit I grew up watching the Super Friends and especially Challenge of the Super Friends with the Legion of Doom was one of my favorite childhood memories. Uh, that particular season, Legion of Doom. yeah, that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, Aquaman, useless in every situation. Just He would summon whales to go and do something that had nothing to do whales. with anything else that was going on. We could use whales. But that's, He's just got... But that's not what I think of when I think of Aquaman. I go and think of uh, the cameo episode from uh, uh, Superman the Animated Series. I think of the Bruce Timm... Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I think of those Arthur Currys. I think of Batman the Brave and the Bold, which if you haven't seen Batman the Brave and the Bold, please go and check it that out. It's all on Netflix. It is one of the most fun things and while Aquaman Isn't that one more isn't that one geared more to children? It's definitely aged down. Here's the thing. I would compare it to going and being for the same kind of age demographic as a whole as what like the Super Friends were. But Okay, it yeah, has yeah. a lot of good writing in there. The humor is spot on, and it's it is all ages. Hmm. It is something that anybody can go and be entertained by, and the boastful and prideful Arthur Curry, aka Aquaman, in that one is absolutely hilarious and probably the best part of the show. It's just fun on all levels, and I'm glad to see that while the character is very different in Justice League. It's that same kind of thing. You can't help but like this guy. There's nothing to like about him. And yet, for some reason, you can't help but like this guy and his attitude. You know, I hmm. we, saw the, we saw the clip in one of the trailers. Dressed like a bat. I dig it. It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know there's depth there, because like, there's the whole lasso scene, and you, it just gets into it, and you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> It gives you that little taste. It's just, this movie was a whole bunch of little tastes of the characters that you're like, I want to know more. But that's just it. And look look at what they managed to go and do with some of the other characters in there. The Flash in particular, I thought... Flash was also really good. He was was the comic relief. He was great. He was great. And they did a good job here because that was the character I was most concerned about. It's like, okay, this is our first time going and seeing 
you know, Victor, a.k.a. Cyborg, in this kind of role. Uh, the only other time that we've really seen him in a live-action format was, like, two episodes of the series Smallville back when the WB was still a thing. And oh, that yeah. was a very yeah. different thing than what we were experiencing this time around. His character, I, I'll say this, I think a Cyborg stole the show. And, like, all Really? Particularly at the beginning of the movie, you were instantly drawn to this character. He was interesting, you wanted to know more, and you actually felt sympathy for this character. He has a very interesting... He actually has a progression in this story, which is... That's, that's true. Yeah, and I can't yeah. say that the rest of the characters yeah. necessarily had that. You know, I'm not going to say... Uh, this is where we're going to start disagreeing. Yeah. Like, I agree... That, yes, he had the character that had the most character development, but I don't say he's the one that really stole the show. Yeah, I I might be exaggerating but I, that a might bit be, there. That, that's more poor choice uh, of wording it, on my part. But It might it might come down to, like, just per- personal preference there, because, like, someone could relate to that character very well because of the... You get to know him, and you understand him, and he's got sort of the little bit of broodingness to him and the uh, him coming to terms with stuff where you had... Aquaman, who was just, who was also making just quips all the time, was like the strong, uh, sarcastic guy, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but then you also had the Flash, who now is the trend. He's the one that he can pinpoint the archetype of awkward millennial, which is yeah. now an archetype that's in a lot of movies. So, yeah. although I, I don't know. It, before that, it was the awkward nerd. Now, it. It's a character. Yeah, it might it's a just... character that's evolved as time's gone along. But I understand exactly where you're coming from there. Yeah, as as the pop culture of society has changed, then he has kind of changed. Yeah, because nerd is no longer from the... nerd is no longer an insult. <laughs> yeah, n- nerd is in like they're all smart characters. That's the whole thing is they are all smart characters. Yeah. And then the word nerd is sort of changing from I guess from what he likes to do. So like he's still technically the nerd, but he's not the nerd as in. He likes, oh, I'm really into computers and stuff. No, he's the nerd in that, oh, I'm just socially awkward all the time. Yeah. So No, the brunch. I can't say anything brunch. for the brunch. What is brunch? We're standing in line. Just Mimosas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. I, I, and I loved him, and it was great because that, like I said, was the character I was most concerned about because the character of the Flash, Barry Allen, He's been done a few times now and been very popular in the CW series of the same name. Very different character. They really played him very different from the one on TV in both effects, costume, and just personality as a whole. And it was really nice because while they're the same character, at no point while watching him was I going and thinking about, God, I wish that they had gone with this version or... Jeez, why, why couldn't oh, they have gotten yeah. this guy in here? Because that, that's the thing that does tend to be a problem. And it's my biggest issue... Well, I should say, it was my biggest issue with Batman's character in Batman yes. and Superman. Is that you were always comparing and, him to all the other guys. And it's just like, why, why are we going this route? This movie was a little different because while I still don't like Ben Affleck and I don't like necessarily some of the choices with the character that they've gone with... I also did find myself liking him in this almost search for redemption. I, it's kind of weird. I, like I, I don't know when I became endeared to this Batfleck character, but I found myself <laughs> there. <laughs> I didn't like Batman. Yeah. I like I liked him as a human being and like as a character, but like I didn't like him as Batman because 
Batman was always the character that had a contingency plan for everything and was always super paranoid and he always like he always had a plan for everything. He always knew what he didn't was doing. Uh Ben Affleck's Batman sort of felt like he just didn't know what he was doing the entire time and I, he was just playing it by and ear. That's the way I felt for sure in BBS. And there were times in this one that I felt the same way. No, I felt that way more in this one than really? anything. Really? Oh, okay. Didn't, said, like, yeah. in the originals, I'm like, didn't he have, like, a takeout plan for every single, like, uh, yes, absolutely. member of the Justice League? Like, if, if they turned, he had a way to neutralize their powers and take them down. Yep. Like, he's He's supposed to be the greatest detective. Yeah. That's that's the whole point of Batman, is that's not his, his superpower isn't his money. His superpower is his... This is his mind. Yeah, detective reasoning. He's supposed to be very smart. Yeah. When when, because they say that they say, "What's your superpower?" Uh, I'm rich. Yeah, well, yeah, he is rich, but he's supposed to be smart and have the most deduct uh, de- de- deductive, yeah, the most deductive de- mind of all of them. Yeah, so I'll still say he is the weakest part of the ensemble. Like, I can't find any way of going and saying anything but that when it comes to what they've done with that character. Batfleck is definitely the weakest point, but I can't say he was necessarily the weight that was holding everything down. No, no, no it's no. it was just a really good ensemble, and the way they wrote all the characters I like was the, good. Yeah, and it, they're all their interactions, their dynamic between each character was good. Yeah, I enjoyed well, it. It was interesting to watch. I'd watch more of well, it. Well, and that's that was something that I thought about right before the big finale battle is starting. Ever going and, you know, seeing uh, the group splitting up for, you know, this big event, which I'm trying to go as far away from spoiler territory as possible. I'm sorry if something slips out. But I thought for a minute, this, they did something here that I haven't actually seen Marvel be able to do with their ensemble movies. Oh, I realized that I didn't her I realized and this is especially true at the end of the movie uh, mostly because of the post credit stinger I wa- Which one both of them the the, the, the oh post credit yeah, post credit yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah gotcha. not the mid credit one the mid credit one I loved just because that's they're both yeah, good. No, they they, both, they good. both were they both were also hey Henry Cavill I like you as an actor again thank you <laughs> You were in the movie just <laughs> enough like I loved him in Stardust. I loved him in some other movies. I have not really seen him as Superman. <laughs> I still just barely saw him as Superman in this one, but you know what? I li- I liked enough of it that it's like, okay, thank you. Thank you, Henry Cavill, for coming back. Anyway, um, but the thing, though, that they managed to do that Marvel hasn't been able to do with either one of the Avengers movies, and I'd almost argue with Civil War as well. I, I don't know. This one, this one I have a bit of a hard time with. It's like, I kind of do and I kind of don't. I really wanted to see more at the end. Like, they gave me something. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> I, what the hell was that noise? God, Cole, what is... Sorry, I kind of sneezed and I couldn't mute it fast enough. <laughs> that actually scared Jesus. me. Jesus. Uh, okay, okay. Anyway. It's like a banshee. Yeah, but... Going and looking at what they did at the end of the Avengers, you know, where we're actually introduced to Thanos and all that. It's just like, okay, okay, I'm, 
I'm interested in seeing where they go with all this, and then none of the other movies go and address it, and then we get to Age of Ultron, it's just like, okay, well this is the next Avengers movie, so how is this gonna tie in? It's just like, and there's no damn connection until we get to the mid credit sequence where he shows up and he says, I'll go and do this myself! It's like, how are you even connected to the storyline at all? And Yeah, it, he's... It's been It's very, like the, like, the end, 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 end. Yeah, it's... Like... Uh, you, you... If... if you, they kind of did that with Justice League too, except it's not as blatant. Yeah, well, because it set things the up, main but not in a way where you're expecting it to be what's coming up next. Like that. Yeah. Uh, it can, let's let's get something out of the way, and then we'll just go and dump straight into spoilers. So, Tyler, you would recommend this movie? Yes. You. I would. Yeah. I would. Okay, and I'm in the same place. It's not perfect. It is. It has a lot of flaws, but. It's way better than I thought it would yeah, be. No, that's that's, that's a that's a big thing right there. So if you are expecting, if you know what you're expecting from this movie, go watch yeah. it because then you'll probably pleasant be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I think if there is anybody that has any expectations at all for this movie, you're going to go into it happy. If you have zero expectations for this movie, you're probably going to come out surprised at the least. So I, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to regret the ticket. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. Whether or not you think it's a good movie, I think there's going to be some argument on that, but I don't think anybody's yeah, going to... I, I, like, nobody's going to regret I almost anything. didn't go to it. Yeah, no, I just... I, I, it was like, uh, we, we're going to go to the movie. I'm like, uh, but I don't I, really want to see Justice League. I had League. people messaging me all it. of yesterday. And by the way, I'm sorry to anybody that was trying to get a hold of me. I was having kind of a rough... <laughs> I was having a rough Thursday. Uh... We don't normally record on Thursdays, but we did on a Friday this time yeah, around. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ruining the illusion. Uh, I had people going messaging me all day, and it was like, like, hey, should I go and see Justice League? What did you think of it? It's just like, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it tomorrow morning. So it's like, okay, well, let me know what you think when you go and get out of it. Like, people have started coming to me and asking me for this stuff. And I... You have opinions that people want to know Apparently. And... I had no well, intention. N- no, they just realized that you're the first one of the first ones out of all of them that are going to see the film before everybody oh, else. Oh, no, no, no. Seriously. The Mummy changed people's opinion of me when it came to movies. Because <laughs> I was telling okay. people not to go and see it. They listened to what we said on the podcast afterwards. And it was just like, well, God damn it! I wish I'd listened to that before I went to see that crap fest. Man. So, yeah. I, I watched The Mummy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of... I, I, I do have things to say about The Mummy yeah. now. But well, we talk, go and touch the on that things later. are bad things. Things. I have things to say. That's it. <laughs> that's what I had to uh, say. I had things to say. But about that's another podcast. Yeah, no, no, we're Don't not going there. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we delve far enough back into Thor Ragnarok at this point. We don't need to... <laughs> We don't yeah, need to we bring, don't need to bring up in. the mummy. Yeah, no. But they did, have, they did have the Book of the Dead in there. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I thought this, is, this felt completely different. But no, they tied it in somehow. Yep. <laughs> God damn it! Well, so, anything that re- that includes like, like, I'm sorry, but anything that includes Egypt and and, and resurrection of mummies, they, if they don't include the Book of the Dead, they're doing it wrong. No, no, no! Like the same prop from the original movie. Oh, they were literally used. <laughs> okay, never yeah, mind. that's what I mean. There it was with the lock key on the front. Yep. So no, just, uh, no, no, we gotta get off that. That subject. makes it canon. We gotta get and, off that subject. That means those movies are canon. Yep. Uh, I want to say that we can do some spoilery stuff now. Yes, yes, I because I clearly recommend it. So uh, yes, yes, let's let's go into the uh, spoiler ishness. Uh, that will be blatant spoilers from here on out. Warning! Yeah. Warning! Warning! Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is just going to go right to the end. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. If, if, you, if you don't want to be, be spoiled, have a good day and take care. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to say the, the end credit stuff, the yeah. Let's just, post and pre, yeah. were both very good. Yes. Because, like, during the credits, I was feeling like, where are they going to go next? Yeah. Because I was like, I, I, there's really no build up to another episode. Like, that's the thing with Avengers. They add Thanos. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to kind of go down that right, and Thanos is going to be the end-all, be-all of whoever you're going to fight. And technically, you kind of have an idea of that with Darkseid in DC because Steppenwolf was the main villain for this movie. Yeah, by, by the he way... He is uh... related <laughs> to Darkseid, and all these cursed things are part of Darkseid things. So if you read the comics, you know... All this stuff is related to Darkseid, which is the DC equivalent to Thanos in Marvel. Can, can we just go but and it's say not... it's what Thanos was ripped off of? <laughs> Let's yes. just go and rip right, the well, well, off. <laughs> how about we just say that always everything that's Marvel is ripped off of DC. DC comes up with it first. Marvel takes it and makes it better. I, I, I'm not going to agree. <laughs> I'm, sure there's been at least, I'm sure there's been at least one case that... That it's been the well, opposite there, way. There, right. There's been a little bit of give and take, but I mean, it's it's kind of. <laughs> I got to be honest. I thought statistically, yeah, the, statistically, Marvel the, takes from DC. The trailer for the, or I should say, the trailer, the uh, credits at the end, I think had one of the most telling things because you guys know my opinion or my opinion of Stan Lee as a creator is very low. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. <laughs> There's a reason why Marvel was going out of business. It wasn't innovating. It yeah. wasn't coming up with new ideas. It was largely copying stuff. If it wasn't for residual rights from Spider-Man, the company would have been gone a long time ago, and probably Disney wouldn't have bought them. Mm-hmm. The thing that I thought was most telling is, all by itself, when they're going through who owns all the properties, The Fourth World by Jack Kirby. It's like... Yeah, ooh. that was there. Yeah. yeah, it's like, um, ooh, that's that's actually really sad that Jack Kirby, I think, got better titling in this than working with Stan Lee and basically having all of his creations stolen out from under him. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, a lot of people do know who Jack Kirby is, and it's just like, yeah, yeah no, it's you, everyone thinks Marvel is just Stan Lee, but no, no it's, it's, it's Jack Kirby was the innovator. <laughs> That's the thing yeah. that blows my mind. He was the one that was actually the idea guy. It's just, it's, so. it's weird. And you know, I'll go and give Marvel some credit because if you go and compare the Doom Patrol, which was the precursor to you know the X-Men, X-Men definitely did it better. The Doom Patrol is nowhere near as good as what Seems X-Men like is. A lot of those are like that, where people like the Marvel version of the copy of it. Mm-hmm. And... It's just most 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 of the time that's just how it is. You'll look at Marvel's version, you'll look at DC version, you'll be like, "This is a copy of DC's version of this," but it is slightly more entertaining. And it's true that's not every case, but it's a majority of the I, cases. I'll, I don't know. I, that's one I think we could go and argue for a long time, and I don't think that's worth because you know, <laughs> that's what you do with comic books. Yeah. Is we just yeah, I know you, you argue all the time. Yeah, who's, and who's never the stronger end. Avenger? Is it Thor or is it Hulk? <laughs> it's like no, we're now, not having that. Now wait a sec. Wait a sec. <laughs> we just talked about that. So Thor picked up a cat. He no, he didn't pick up a cat. He picked up 
the, the cat so much that what? <laughs> that one of the legs coming off the ground. So that is that is some proof right there that Thor is stronger than Hulk. Now hold on so, a second though, because Hulk literally pulled a planet back together after it was splitting in half. It's like, <laughs> but Thor is a god. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's debatable. It is debatable. That's just it. It's like, this is what I hate about comic books and comic book movies. It's just like... I'm not even going to try and and include myself in this conversation. That's the worst (laughs) part of all of this. It doesn't even... And Hulk does have exponential growth power of... That sounded gross. I shouldn't shouldn't have said... uh... He does have... He exponentially grows his anger, thus growing his strength. So... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, Deathstroke, that's a character. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's a character that got ripped into Deadpool, which might be better than Deathstroke. I know Deathstroke's still really good, though. Yeah, I, those two characters, that's a weird one because original Deathstroke, her original uh, Deadpool, not that great. What Deadpool has become, very different. I have a hard time comparing yeah. between the two of them. It's weird because Cable is more like Deathstroke. Than Deadpool yeah, is to that's, Deathstroke. That's it's a weird thing. Well, it's 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 not. It's more not an uh, a copy, but more a satire. I, I think ultimately that's what that's become. Yeah, it's like I think that's what it was originally. I, actually, I think it was meant to be more satirical copying than actual blatant ripoff. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's why. That's why his costume looks so as the same as. Well, as they are because it, it is like a satirical copying that it is him making fun of that character i don't know i yeah I've, i i'd have to relook it up but i believe that's how it actually is but yeah um that was i was wondering where they're gonna go for the next movie and then they had that end credit scene and i was like oh they're going with the uh the whole legion uh, of doom was legion of doom yeah, yeah. Which, I, I was like oh. th- this is the thing that like i said really got me about this versus the Marvel movies. Because you know there's just going to be another Marvel film. But does it actually add up to anything? And that's kind of been my issue here recently. Though I'm still seeing all those movies and really enjoying them. But that's kind of like how comic books are, though. Yes, but in this kind of entertainment medium, it is kind of weird just going and making the assumption that, okay, there's going to be another movie... And you have literally no idea where it's going to go. And when it's based off of something, it's just kind of weird thinking about new concepts and all that being introduced to existing properties, which there's nothing wrong with. But when you had something like the first Avengers movie where they go and tease Thanos at the end and then nothing happens for another six movies and then you get to the sequel to Avengers and it's like, okay, well, how is this guy going to tie in? Because they really went and hyped him at the end of that. And then there's literally no connection and an almost insulting mid-credit sequence that has nothing to do with the rest of the film where he goes and says something that makes it sound like he was engaged in it at any level. And it's just a really awkward thing. This movie, while they did definitely tease Darkseid... Hmm? Oh, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, they tease dark. Yeah. Well, they don't. Yeah, no, they they, they tease- don't tease dark side. Yeah, it's like well, they acknowledge they don't his blatantly existence. tease him. Yeah, they acknowledge his existence, which was also. But you kind of have to know the lore. Yeah, 
Like you have to know, you have to know, you have to, but, you have to know the lore. But, but to, said by name. Was he even said by was, name? Yeah. When? When it was when uh, all three of the cubes have been brought together uh, before the league went and got in there, and he was going and doing uh, his pontificating speech. I don't remember him saying dark side's names. I just remember him saying that he would no longer be uh, what banished or forsaken. Yeah. No, he said dark just, side in there. Did he? I promise I you, he said dark that. side. It was just like, oh, they named him. Because, like, I remember when he was talking about that, he was bringing up how he wouldn't be, like, exile, like his banishment or exile. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I got from the he scene. Was very Is he, her. he was very fixated on himself, no doubt. But That, like, he was talking, and I, I got the, with this, I will conquer the world and no longer, and then return from the exile. Yeah. I don't remember saying uh, as hardcore words as exile or banishment, but I remember the words he used very much implied that he is not allowed to come home right now yeah. until he finishes the job that he did. No, no, I, but I don't remember him ever bringing up dark they, side they, or anything like that. He said dark side. <laughs> I promise you, he said dark side in there. Cuz this was more well, than then. just what they did cuz they also very poorly went and teased him in Batman versus Superman in that dream sequence that still makes no fucking sense. Uh, That's that right. Had, they sort of did that. Yeah, because you saw uh, the parademons flying through the air. You went and saw the Omega symbol torched into the earth. It's like, okay, we, we've got all the trademarks of Darkseid, but never mentioned directly on there. And like I said, the scene made no fucking sense, so I don't really no. consider it to be anything. But in this movie, they mentioned him by name. They very clearly established that there was some greater force in the universe than just what's Yeah, they here. did say that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all been established at this point. But they never went and took it to the point where that's necessarily what you're expecting to come next. You know, they gave you this desire to see more of these characters, you know, for their solo films. But then they went and had Jeff Goldblum, I mean, uh, Jesse Eisenberg uh, playing uh, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, Lex Luthor. Uh <laughs> Sorry. Every time Do you I, want Jeff Goldblum to be Lex Luthor or something? I am not even joking here. Like every time I hear Jesse Eisenberg speaking as that character, I feel like I'm watching Jesse Eisenberg trying to be Jeff Goldblum. You know, he's very He's got a very well, interesting way of existing. He talks like that anyways though, Jesse Eisenberg, but like he's not That's not how Lex Luthor talks. No, that that's just He's not supposed it, to be as like, cocky. Yeah. It's like the it's like the the reimagining him as a like that that I guess that's exactly what it is. He's reimagining him as an internet billionaire, opposed to the business suave character that he's supposed to be, because he's supposed to be all about business and and being like a CEO of a company and becoming his billionaire from being very smart in that sense. But in this case, since we live in the age we do, those characters are now millennial billionaires who made startup companies from tech and all that. So that's kind of how they're playing his character now. Yeah. And he's really cocky and not suave. I can't say no, suave. No, he's definitely he's just... not suave. No, he is as awkward as it comes. He is he is as awkward as Mark Zuckerberg looks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the exact thing how it is. Yeah. The only thing is he didn't really get lucky. He kind of knew what he was doing with his internet billionaire money. 
Yeah. So no, that's. <laughs> Ugh, that's. I don't know that's where he's gonna go with it. I, yeah, I, I we'll see how we'll see how Lex Luthor plays out, but like, I feel like they're still gonna play him as the wise Kraken uh, billionaire who always has a monologue ready for something. Yeah. Who thinks he's thinks he's smarter than he actually is. That's what I keep getting the vibe from. Yeah. I'll... Where Lex Luthor is supposed to be very. He's supposed to, actually Lex Luthor is supposed to be. He's supposed to be way smarter than he ever lets on. That's his point. Yeah. Is he's he's brilliant, and he always makes it. He tries to pull it back a little bit, make people think he's not as brilliant as he actually is. But he's so brilliant, he's like running circles around everything. Yeah. So no, that's that's just it. Hmm. I mean, what, watch Justice League Unlimited, the first season. And you will get everything you need to know about what kind of a man Lex Luthor should be in any of these formats. And Jesse Eisenberg, though I don't think he's a bad actor, definitely this still feels like a miscast role. Though I will give them a little bit of credit, because at least in this case, he was on for a short enough period of time. They set him up well, and they didn't put the focus on him. They put the focus instead on Deathstroke, who right now is a really hot character just in terms of people's interest in, you know, the DC extended universe of properties, whether it's comic books, TV shows. He's a popular character. Slade Wilson has been growing in popularity since Teen Titans came out, you know, more than a yep. decade ago at this point. Yeah. People know him as he... a household name now, and he's a villain, which is an interesting <laughs> thing. He's a household villain name. But he's... And he does look like he's cast well. Oh, yeah, no. That's, like, oh, I... They even I, took off his I mask. I did not expect him like, to take off the mask. It's just like, okay, I, I am seeing everything. I didn't. I didn't. And then he took it off and was like, that. that's him. Yeah, that's, okay, that's, okay. That's right. I'm liking all of this. I'm liking all of this. I'm liking all of this. Okay, I could... I'm liking his attitude. I'm liking the way he looks. Okay, I, it's this, that's, that's Deathstroke right yeah, there. This, that's this, exactly this what it is. title villain for <laughs> Justice League 2. I, I'm in. I'm in. Guys, you, you won me over. You had me at hello. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there you go. Yeah. It's uh, and like uh, you see him right as he's walking up those stairs, and you're like, oh my god, that's 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 him right there. Yeah. I thought, I thought he like busted him out of jail, but no, he's just there to be. Yeah. No, oh, that, that's what I mean. Be, they yeah. set up Eisenberg coming back really well with that jail scene, and then going and seeing, you know, because they do kind of trick you <laughs> for a very minimal payoff. My, my, so I, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say, do the to- uh, do it, do it. little thing that happened with my, uh, my friend was watching it, and so they're going to be doing a whole lot of recasting soon mm-hmm. because uh, with Ben Affleck talking about it, he doesn't want to do the movies anymore because he said that this one was so much of a pain that he just doesn't want to do them. So they're gonna recast Batman into a new character, yeah, which is actually very easy for them to do because they can just take Robin and make one of the Robins. Batman, because he's already supposed to be one of the aged Batmans, and he's supposed to have already had at least two Robins by yeah. now. No, so. it's, it's it's weird because yeah, there's multiple reasons on why Batfleck has to go because he definitely has been yeah. the most divisive casting piece. Because unlike Batman '89, people did not warm up to the Bruce Wayne role that was played this time around. He's still oh, yeah? Aquaman. Well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Yeah. in Batman 89... All right, let me finish. Okay, I got to finish sorry, your story. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. We'll go back to my so, later. So, <laughs> this, this will be quick. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, when it came to the Lex Luthor scene in the prison, uh, my friend was just like, 
that head looks different than Jason Eisenberg. <gasps> Did they recast him as well? Because that would be super. <laughs> and then he turns around, and then and you go, oh. And it goes to the scene, and it goes, oh. They didn't, they didn't recast him. I was, I was hoping. I was hoping. Hoping beyond hope that he would be recasted, because they're talking about all the recasts that are going to be happening. So... <laughs> that's that's why that scene in the prison was a very like a lift up because of all the talk of recasting and the head the back of the head looking completely different than what you think it would be but then it just sinks back down again so yeah no we're, yeah. we're still stuck with jeff heisenberg jeff. so that's my little anecdote yeah. so yeah talk about uh talk about bruce wayne yeah, yeah. talk so, about batfleck yeah because when Michael Keaton was announced I for the role, the dark man, people sir. lost their shit because this was a comic, a somewhat divisive one at the time. People weren't looking at him as a serious actor, and they were still thinking of Batman as going and being the 1966 Adam West Batman. It's like you're making what's supposed to be a blockbuster movie, which was weird to think of for comic books at the time. Exactly. It's being directed yep. by one of the hottest upstart directors in Hollywood going and being uh, Tim Burton. And then you went and had <laughs> him cast for it, and it's like, this is never going to work. Why would you do this? Like, People Magazine ran a cover about this and on how misguided a choice this was. That's on how upset people were about this. But then the movie comes out, and suddenly... Oh my god, Michael Keaton's an amazing actor. He was a fantastic Bruce Wayne. This world. Michael I was... Keaton was the best. He's, oh my god. I, just, okay, go. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, just... I, I, I understand, I understand. He's, he's very good. <laughs> he is my favorite Batman. Yeah, I, but go on. I, yes, go on. <laughs> that's just it. That's just it. Everybody's got their own favorite Batman. That's most of people's favorite Batman. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, the other versions that have come along, I mean, even, god damn it, the George Clooney one still had something that going one. for him. Like, at least there was something about the Bruce Wayne element of the character that fit for George Clooney. Then you had the really That's awkward true. announcement of, oh, Ben Affleck is going to be playing Batman. Everybody's like, what? what? Like, he's still a thing? Do, do a, we care about this? And then thing. you go and see the pictures of him in the suit, and it's like, he looks like fat Batman. He does. He really does look he like Fat Batman. It's like does look fat. And then people were going and speculating, "Oh, are they going a Dark Knight Returns direction with this? That that might actually work. Okay, I could kind of get into this maybe." And then Batman v Superman comes out and it's just like, "Oh my god, this guy, he's just annoying in every scene. He's grating on all levels." Yeah, nobody nobody wants that. <laughs> he's just it doesn't work, and people didn't like it, and it's really unfortunate, because it is such a great character, and one that I thought would be hard to screw up. Well, they found a way to do that. But, to your point, at least the way that they set this up, and I think somewhat by intention, and I gotta make a point of the reshoots that happened under Joss Whedon, uh, versus, uh... <clears throat> Fire Zack Snyder. Uh, <coughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you can clearly tell which scenes were Zack Snyder and which scenes were Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's pretty obvious yeah. on there. Cause, and yeah. I'll go and say, yeah. I think all of the action sequences, for the most part, 
definitely Snyder because he has a very particular style and he likes slow mo way too damn much. Mm-hmm. Well, he, does, he did do a lot. That of seems to be a very common thing nowadays. It's kind of weird. I, uh, some, pe- you know, the Matrix it's... bullet time thing was interesting and different, and then a lot of directors started latching onto it and they started using it, and they used it too much. And like there, there's been kind of this noted rule that you can only do one slow mo per ten minutes. Yeah, that, that's not the way that Zack Snyder works. He will slow-mo an entire fight scene if he could. I am honestly convinced that the studios didn't push back. He would do the entire movie in slow-mo because he just loves using that so much. Sometimes at really awkward times. Though, I will say, <laughs> there was one scene in the movie that was slow-mo that was totally worth it. The scene with Superman <laughs> watching The Flash as he's running behind him. That was a good scene. Well... It's almost like you have to, with the Flash being a character, you have to do a lot of slow mo because that's sort of how his character I, operates. I, I think yes and no, but part of it's how you do it because they were also slowing down the Flash. They were, which I think, is a mistake. So, so it was slow motion, and then the Flash was moving slightly faster during the slow motion, and so I kind of agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, because like the Bruce Timm uh, Justice League or. Uh, Operation Flashpoint, the direct-to-DVD movie that they came out with, or the Flash TV show, they use slow-mo constantly, but they don't slow down the Flash. I mean, they do slow down the Flash, but even when they're slowing down the entire scene, they're not making him the subject of slow motion. They're making everybody else. The emphasis is on, he's so fast, we're watching him like he's at regular speed, and everybody else is at a snail's pace. Actually, technically, yeah, they do that. They make they freeze everyone, yeah, and then they make him slow motion, yeah. So it's it creates that is kind of awkward, it, isn't it? Well, that's just it. And I mean, it was something that was very hard for them when they were going and developing the Flash TV series, because the original Flash TV series was horrible when it came to the speed effect. So they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make that work, and they took a lot of inspiration from the Bruce Tim Justice League series with how they went and did his uh, fast motion effects in there. So they came up with something that works really well, where they're still showing him moving fast, but they slow down the entire world consistently, so that he looks like he's moving at regular speed, and everything else is moving very slow. It creates a really dynamic sense of speed. The way that they use slow-mo in this movie, they slowed him down so much that even he was looking like this. That seems really stupid to me. Unnecessary, but I think that's the only way that Zack Snyder knows how to go in direct action scenes. I have to, I have to, I have to compare this to the only other slow mo scene for somebody fast that I know of mm-hmm. in recent history, and that was the um, X Men film. Yeah, well, where? Yeah, you're talking about uh, Days of Future Past, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Where he's moving. Technically, still pretty damn fast, but and everybody is in slow motion. Like personally, I preferred. I that sounds like that the way they did it with that particular scene was perfect. It made perfect sense. Yeah, no, that that's. But they, I'm assuming they did not do that like this. No, and that, nope. I I wish that they had in some respects because some of the stuff looked really awkward. And though I did have some fun with some of those moments, you know, the one scene where I think they could have gotten away with that, and they did was when, you know, Superman's kind of crazy, 
and he's going to turn his head and looking at Barry while he's going and getting up speed and running after him. That was a scene where even the Flash being in slow motion was just like, okay, this is giving the audience a chance to go and take in this moment. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's good, because yeah, it's it's going saying, hey, the Superman is, like, as fast as the, as the Flash. Yeah. And it, you think... I. I kind of called it, though, because I lo- saw him running around and I was like, oh, do you know what would be really cool right now? If Superman holding them started looking at him and just, like, turned his head really quickly. And I was like, that would be badass. And then he just started doing that. And I'm like, this is badass. Yeah, like that, <laughs> it, was, that worked, it was a badass that scene. That worked really well. I mean, th- that part worked really well. But then you had that other scene in the former reactor and... Wonder Woman going and reaching for the sword and the Flash running up in front of it and poking it and throwing it back and there's that really awkward CGI hand going and gripping the sword moment while Barry's moving yeah, there so was, slow. Yeah, there was more CGI in this than I kind of liked or it was it not was, as good as CGI as it, it should have been. That's the problem. It's, it was my biggest criticism about Wonder Woman. The CGI that they did didn't look particularly finished. This movie, the entire yeah. film was that way. Hey, uh, yeah, you notice it. It gets that uncanny valley. That's just it. Like that's that was my biggest problem with Cyborg. I thought they did a great job with the character. I think they wrote him really well. I thought he was well acted, but man, he looked like a transformer. That's just it the whole way through. And then um, (laughs) he looked like a bunch of metal glued together. And then you had Born to be Wild, uh, who just never looked real. I I never thought that Magic Carpet Ride ever looked right. Uh, don't step on the grass. Just looked fake in every situation. Who needs you was just awkward at all moments. Hippo Stomp's axe looked more real than the character that was going and holding on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping somebody got my joke there because I've been thinking about that since the movie started. Like <laughs> as soon as they gave the name, it's just like "Born to Be Wild." <laughs> Yeah. On a magic yep. cop in <laughs> Every time the name comes up, come on, man. <laughs> I know. Steppenwolf. I got it. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done with that joke. I'm probably done with that joke. I'm almost definitely done I know. With that joke. It's, it's just, his name is, I know. And I'll, I know, I'll go and say, a... I did have to look it up. The character has existed slightly longer than the band. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I'll. We'll just. We'll let that one go. The name's even older than oh that. It's like. Okay. I just need to compose myself. Just every time they say. Wasn't Steppenwolf from like a old lore or something? Yeah. I. I guess I. <laughs> I didn't look into the so. whole thing, but it's like okay, okay. This. It's it's Kay. it's grounded. It's grounded. It's just. God. So I yeah I I agree with that. The CGI is very jaunting yeah the only thing i thought was actually kind of cool was the nightcrawler because that was a one moment oh yeah actually like oh okay this the effect they're going for with this vehicle is actually working for me yeah like you know the battle it's there and it's doing things they kind of they kind of run it through its rags and it gets kind of destroyed so it's not just a thing that shows up and then becomes obsolete very very quickly so it's just like it breaks, and they're like, oh, shit. But then he's like, no, I'm going to make it work. And then they kind of make it work, and then it's doing some things, and then it's just like, oh, shit, okay. Let's let's still make it work a little bit more, and then it's broken. Yeah. 
it has to break three times before it's truly broken. Yeah, and can I just say, there's something that's really been annoying me with the DC movies up until Wonder Woman, and I'm glad that they continued the tradition from Wonder Woman into this one. They acknowledge hmm. the fact that there's collateral damage and let it go. Because, God damn it, they harped on that so damn much in Man of Steel. It was basically the entire point of Batman v Superman. And it's just annoying. It's a superhero film. Of course there's going to be collateral damage. Of course people are going to die. We get that. You don't need to go and give me two and a half hours of, you're bad because of this. You know, this one they go and say, two million dollars in damage. Good job. Oh, yeah. Only you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Only that's you it. can do it. We acknowledge the fact that, okay, Batman wrecked some shit. <laughs> like, cool. So, I do want to bring up, though, they did They did even the, uh, the pre-credits, or the mid-credits yeah. teaser. Mm-hmm. That was a nice touch. That was. No, it's... Because it, it was... Because Superman is in so little of the movie anyway. And once again, Henry Cavill, thanks for being a thanks for being a good actor again. I I, I have missed you. I have missed you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> any scene that the Flash and Superman were in the same space, that was a thing. The speed thing was a thing. Yeah, and they constantly yeah they brought that up all the time. They they made see that's the thing is they made every character have like some kind of thing that they could like connect to. So it's it's almost like a web where this character and this character have this thing that they kind of are relatable in. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the best thing cuz like what is it? You have the Flash and you have the Cyborg where they're the the what that was what did they call the mistakes the mm. uh, the the accidents was that uh, it the accidents yeah, yeah. then they they have that scene where they're talking yeah. you have the flash and bruce wayne and they have their brunch yeah <laughs> <laughs> brunch you have uh shit what is it you have uh aquaman and wonder woman they had the, the they had that one throwaway line where they talked about being at war at one point yeah. and you have aquaman and batman and fish fish, <laughs> fish and dressing like bats <laughs> I don't know. This is so weird for me. Like, the more that we're talking about this, more it's like, oh my god, I liked this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, when it was it was zero expectations, and I came out of it like, I really like this, and I want Isn't, to see more. I can't believe yeah. I'm saying that, but like, I don't know if I would feel this way if this is what I saw without Wonder Woman. And you know that he's actually sincere because his voice has gone up three octaves. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> like... That's true. I, Wonder Woman did improve it a little bit yeah. because Wonder Woman had a lot more funnier scenes in it. It, it had more like funny scenes, but it also had depth, and the characters were good. And while it did have yeah. moral messaging, which I normally have a big problem with in films, because a lot of times it misses what the real point should be in those set her in those sequences, they were smart. They were pointed to the time. Oh, that just reminds me of uh, the Flashes and Wonder Woman's thing that they had. <laughs> Other than punk. <laughs> yeah, the attractive female yeah. and the awkward millennial. Oh, yeah. Just... Goddamn. <laughs> yep. 
So yeah, there's a uh, man. Oh, that gal, that Gal Gadot, yeah. Gal Gadot. How is it pronounced? I think it's pronounced Gadot, isn't it? Gal Gadot. I think I it's pronounced it Gadot. Yeah. I don't know, Rob. You think it's pronounced Gadot? Here's here's the problem that I've run into. I've never heard her pronounce the name, and I have seen two interviews now where they have said the name both ways right in front of her, and she's not corrected it. Yeah, and just I because, think she's, because she she could have just given up. Well, here's the thing: so she is Israeli, so understanding yeah. the way that most of the structure for the or for that language, well, I shouldn't say that language, but the the structure of their names, it probably is Gadot, to be honest, just because of the way that they go and run their phonetics. Oh, it might be okay. So you'd pronounce the T, but it still might be Gadot. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's more That's emphasized fair. on the O's. Uh, with that stuff. But I'm not 100% sure because I don't know that that name is necessarily from that region. Just because she is Israeli doesn't mean that that's where that'd be coming from because that name could also, just looking at the way that it's spelled, I could also see that very easily be going and coming from a uh, French or Spanish uh, background and going and finding it, you know, pronounced without the T. Yeah, because so, I've, I've always heard it as silent T, but then I've been hearing a whole bunch lately where it's pronounced Gadot. Yeah, that's just where, like where you pronounce the T and it's not O, it's Ah. Yeah, and that's just it. It's I don't like, know. Nobody seems Whatever. to go and figure She's... it out. She doesn't seem to care all that much. Because she smiles She's every so time whenever she her whenever I see an She's such a pretty lady. She is such a pretty pretty lady. lady. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> pretty lady. Yeah, pretty pretty lady. Yeah. I think I think that's where we should end it, though. I, yes, yes. With that lasso of truth, mm. thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for being back, Cole. We have, we have. Have we missed him? You probably Is haven't. Miss, we. Uh, I'm gonna say I we missed know. him. I'm gonna say we missed him. Okay, Cole, we missed you with the rifles. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Okay, that works. Okay. That works. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes, thank you so much for joining us for our second-in-a-row movie review podcast. Uh, not that I'm complaining. This is this has been fun, and we didn't go anywhere near as over as we did last time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Are we over? I feel like if you... I'm actually kind of just surprised you didn't, you didn't try and replace me again. No, never, never. Right? right. No, no. Yes. Never, that's never. that wasn't happening. That is no, no, no. No, that no, that, no. that wasn't that wasn't a thing. Yeah. No. No. Of course no, not. No, never. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uh, remember, no. Uh, <clears throat> soccer arrangers podcast at gmail dot com, or uh, yes. go and direct message us at uh, on Twitter at soccer arrangers. Uh, you guys know we're on iTunes, we're on uh, Google Play Music, we're on SoundCloud, we're uh, we're kind of a little bit everywhere. Uh, some people have been requesting Stitcher. I need to look more into that platform. I'm not sure. What the hell is Stitcher? Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's one I've heard of before, so at least I know of it. I just don't know anything about it. So we'll we'll do some research in that. We'll we'll, we'll do some research. We'll see what we end up with. You know, we're open. We're open to everything. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for going and listening again. Uh, this has been Zio, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye!